Oh yeah. I love this song. I do too. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Brennan Keller, and Andy Rampernard. And we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking to find the Catman version of Clapfoot or Wolfman by Guess Who and Wolfman Jack. And I found it says Catman version of Clapfoot or Wolfman, but I don't know if it's the one he cut for me in 1973 or not. That'd be really cool to find out that it actually still does exist out there somewhere. Wouldn't that? It's super exciting for you. For you. <laughs> okay, let's do your fascinating commercial right now. Uh, oh, I think we do Bradshaw first. No, 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 it too late. Really All right. Uh, we talked about this on the morning show, and <laughs> despite all the naysayers about how horrible the economy is, we need people. We are hiring. We've got 80 open positions at Walzer, including a lot of sales uh, positions in, in quite a number of our stores. I was talking to JLo this morning from our Coon Rapids store, and he says, you know, I don't want to look like we're poaching, but we are business people, and people that have been in the service industry, restaurant uh, employees, servers and stuff, make fabulous salespeople because they have the one skill that we can't teach, which are people skills, how to talk to people. So if you're outgoing enough to uh, you know, work in a restaurant as a server and, and work for tips and sort of stuff, selling is a real easy transition. The car part is easy. It's a 12-week paid training program. You can find, about it, find out about it at walzer.com under careers or email me, as always, at doug at walzer.com. I get 10 emails this morning after that commercial. You did? Yeah. People want to work, apparently. So all I ever do is deliver. You ever notice that? Well, that is the idea. It's advertising, right? <laughs> you do pay for it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, some one way or another. That's a good... Oh, one <laughs> way or another. All right, okay. take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate Doug. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Born in Long Prairie. Isn't that how this song goes? Yes, not quite as catchy. Not quite as catchy. Born in Long Prairie is born in the USA. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out this weekend and see if that Catman version of, the, of Clap for the Wolfman by Wolfman Jack is the one that he did for me. That would be very cool if I could find that. Yeah, it would be. Because it does exist somewhere. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where the hell it is, but I blame Brennan. It's his fault. Yeah, I'll just take all the blame right you're now. Taking all the blame. That's I mean, it's fine. I've only heard Wolfman Jack in passing one time, maybe. Really? Just one? Yeah, well, it's Did you ever see American Graffiti? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So he's in there. Right. Oh, he's great in that movie. He, and what Richard <laughs> Dreyfus can never find him, right? Right. He's looking for him and he can't find him. What a great movie. i got to watch that movie again one of these days. What a great movie. Yeah. And who's it? Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers and the 57 T-Bird. 57 T-Bird, yep. baby. 
God, she's Harrison a, Ford. Harrison Ford. What color is that? Puke yellow or piss green or whatever he said. Piss green or puke, puke green or piss yellow or whatever he said. Yeah, hey, that, he was really good in that. Yeah, Harrison Ford, car racing on the street. So those of you listening or watching wondering who Brennan is, he's my stepson. He's was about he's about to graduate uh, college as a uh, school teacher until all this came along, pushed it back a little bit. He's a big film uh, buff, and I think because he's 22, he can just speak for the youth of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a question. That's a shame because I know you guys all get together. It's a shame because Tim didn't answer the phone. <laughs> oh, no. Well, way to go, Brennan. again in about a minute, do with you. but maybe he's in the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Christ. Brennan's there. Forget it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, ta- I texted him last night to ask him if he was going to be on, and he was the well, one Well, he told that, me he was going to be on. He was the one that told us to watch that uh, Dana Carvey deal. On that Hulu. was really God, good. was mm-hmm. that funny. That was a really, really good thing to watch. But, you know, it's so amazing. Nobody had ever heard of any of those people. I know. Other than Dana Carvey. Yeah. And I still don't understand why it failed so miserably, because I thought it was funny. Well, mm-hmm. I th- you know, in watching it, I think, was it CBS that bought it? ABC. ABC. ABC, there you go. I think they were thinking, okay, we're just going to buy the church lady and George Bush imitations right. and all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he puts together that crew of lunatics, and they're like, oh, yeah, God. I think we're going to do something <laughs> different. It was wonderful. Hilarious. Eight episodes is all he got out of the whole deal. The whole thing's on uh, Hulu. Oh, it's all on Hulu yep. now? Oh, there you go. Yeah, we we watched that a few weeks ago. It was a terrific, terrific documentary. I've been watching documentaries. I need to get away from documentaries for a while. <laughs> Why? That one There's was awesome. one called uh, Federal Reserve, A Lifetime of Enslavement. Oh, boy. About how the That's Federal Reserve... That's not biased Reserve, at all, is it? <laughs> well, the Federal Reserve is one of the biggest scams ever perpetrated on the American public. I, well... You There's know, no I, money I heard there. You talking about that, and I'm not enough of a banking expert. I think we could probably get. Either's Bilski. Yeah, he might know a bit more. I, what the part that I can't wrap my mind around is when they took us off the gold and silver standard. 1932, and, and then then Nixon, and then Nixon did it 72 yeah. or something. Yeah, something well, how are you going like to print money if it has to be backed by something? Mm-hmm. They See, printed the it anyway. Struggle with. <laughs> but no, that's the problem. They printed it anyway. Yep. It had no value at all, and they just kept putting it out there. But that's where it started. In, 19, in 1792, the first $1.2 million loan from the Federal Reserve to the U.S. government was paper money backed by nothing. Mm. It was a scam. So on Memorial Day, I posted a family story about the son of one of my great, 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 greats. And he fought in the Navy in the faux war. And most people don't know what that is. The faux war, yeah. 1799, 1800, we were fighting with the French because the French, who helped us beat the Brits, borrowed us a crap load of money. And then because they overthrew uh, the king and queen, the Americans said, well, we owed the money to the old government, and we're not giving it to you. We stiffed them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Which I think is the whole Bill of Rights thing. Everybody gets worked up about Mm -hmm. the Second Amendment, but I think it was just the founding fathers being chief going, all right, we can't afford an army, so here's what we're going to do. And if you do, and then the Third Amendment is, if you have to give them a place to sleep, we'll pay you back. (laughs) (laughs) Honest to God. We got Tim. Timmy! Hey Tommy, hey Doug, and hey, Brennan, hey. my stepson. We were the whole family watched that uh, Dana Carvey show last night, and we, it, it it scored a twenty on a one to ten. Thank you for that recommendation. <laughs> well, I'm glad to provide something that you liked. I mean, honestly, I was just thumbing through Hulu the other night, and I heard of the movie before. I just never watched it, 
And, of course, the amazing uh, discovery of all of this is how these two uh, guys at Second City in Chicago named Steve Carell and Steve Stephen Colbert Unbelievable. Uh, were discovered by um, these guys, you know, um, uh, Dana Carvey. And uh, his name is eluding me. Robert uh, Robert Smigel. Yeah. Is it Smigel or Smigel? Smigel. Yeah. Okay. And Louis C.K. Louis Schimmel. And Louis C.K. Back when he didn't look like a flaming prick. (laughs) Back when he probably wasn't a flaming prick because he is now. There's no doubt about that. There's no getting around the fact he's a prick now. And then there's one other guy we have to mention. Um, Louis C.K. was on the writing staff there. A is, the, is, the, is the line dropping out? <laughs> I'm doing an ear test. Oh, and uh, Charlie Kaufman was on it. Oh Charlie yes, Gordon. of course, yeah. of course, yes. It's just amazing how this talent somehow they find each other, you know. And I think they might have mentioned something <laughs> like that during the the uh, um, the, the documentary. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is the show. We didn't watch the show until yesterday because we watched the documentary late so the, the documentary itself is is a laugh riot it really is funny stuff and then and then of course when you watch the show you even get more because there's obviously you couldn't cover everything in the documentary there's a lot of great stuff in these shows i love the germans talking loudly skit with steve carell it's hysterical <laughs> it very very funny and then the the, the, the waiters that don't like food <laughs> they have to read the menu the, and they throw <laughs> he's trying not to throw up and we're talking about a show that is probably about 25 years old or so yep so you got to believe there, and there was a lot of things that they could never get away with today if they were trying to air it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at probably the same true. Time, at the same time, and they made a big deal. What they called the fateful decision was to open up the show, a cold open with um, Dana Carvey as Bill Clinton, right, um, taking on the responsibilities of of a female, so he could he took estrogen. And then he grew, what was it, Doug, eight boobs? Yeah, well, he was, he was breastfeeding the nation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so first of all, they bring this baby doll, and then all of a sudden they bring these cute Labrador Retriever puppies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right, <laughs> yeah. And, and they said that was a, a bad decision. And it, it's like, come on, man. I mean, if, especially watching it today, it's hilarious <laughs> stuff. And I'm sure that we're, we're going to see a lot worse today. Um, I don't know what was so offensive about that, but boy, it was, it's, it's just wall-to-wall great stuff. And you know, it's funny, the Steve Carell thing that you mentioned, Dana Carvey loved it so much, he says, I, I got to do that with you. So that's why Carvey was there. It was yeah. Steve Carell's idea. It obviously had a big influence in Bill Hader, probably is why he's so twisted as the yeah. person he is today. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, well, he was talking about taping uh, each episode on, on VHS, and then... The story goes that, you know, they were dropped before the season was over with. Right. So the yep. eighth episode never aired, and Bill Hader thought, well, what the hell's going on? You know, how come we got this? It was an episode of Coach, I think, a special, <laughs> That's right, very yeah. special episode of Coach that they aired instead of the eighth episode. But oh, you can now see the eighth episode on Hulu along with the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's where they can get everything. I just feel bad I didn't catch this before, and I'm shocked. 
that I didn't watch this back in the day because I love Dana Carvey. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, we were talking. I was talking to my wife about that last night, and I think the reason I didn't watch it, even though I liked Dana Carvey, I was a little over him. I didn't. You know, I got the church lady bit and the Bush impersonations and Wayne's world, but I'd had enough, and I just figured it was going to be more of that. I had no idea that he'd assemble this this cast of unknown lunatics and just set them loose in the world. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's great. And then the other thing is that I didn't know, TV Funhouse with uh, Ace and Gary, mm-hmm. uh, that originated on the Dana Carvey show. And then right. when yeah. Michael went to NBC... I think he worked for him before, and then he went back to work with, working with Lauren Michaels. He brought that with him, and that was a cool way of keeping uh, some money flowing to Colbert and Carell because they were the voices of Ace and Gary. And then the other guy did the voice, the voiceover that introduced the ambiguously gay duo. Um, whoever <laughs> yeah, ambiguously he was gay show. duo. That was funny. Yeah, so that, that came from that. And then it was, you know, it was amazing to see how Colbert got hired for the Daily Show, and then they brought, uh, um, uh, not Carvey, uh, uh, Carell uh, aboard, and now, now look at things. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing, and and nobody has any. I think they probably have regrets, but certainly they understand that. You know, it, it's a business, and it well, they're all multi-millionaires, and, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it worked out well yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Pretty much involved. Nobody yeah. got screwed, which is weird in show business. We shall take a break and be right back more with Timmy right after this. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back with Tom Bernard family podcast tom had to run out and get some is he getting white power tattoos done today no he ran down to the bathroom he'll be back in a couple of minutes 
Tim, I, I wanted to uh, introduce you to my stepson, Brennan, who thinks he's going to become a, a school teacher, but he spends all his time watching movies and working at movie theaters, so I think he's going to be after your job in a while. Oh, well, hello, Brennan, and uh, I'm glad to hear that you're into into the the biz. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I saw probably 150 films in 2019. That's probably not close to where you are but i was pretty happy with that in the with a full-time you know college schedule sure sure well i mean look you don't this is one thing you don't have to go to school for necessarily Mm -hmm. i remember when i uh was in school at mankato uh a long time ago it was probably well it's over 30 years now um and i and i love movies i love talking about movies and people said, well, you're, you should be a, a Leonard Maltin. I said, well, how do you become a Leonard Maltin? You know, and I mm-hmm. think you just kind of learn by doing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's watching those movies. And for me, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to work for people and, and write a lot and, and interview a lot of these people, uh, you know, that I admire in the film business. So, you know, you, 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 you um, good at it by learning about it so you're definitely on the right track that's great because well one thing i was going to say is online i always like to write little um like movie reviews or whatever on like whether that be letterboxd or um rotten tomatoes or stuff like that sure sure absolutely gonna... my first movie uh writing thing was i i don't know if you knew this doug uh i don't know if tommy's there back that either but my first job out of college was with the u.s bankruptcy court in minneapolis i'm a political science uh, degree guy and um they had a newsletter that went to about a hundred people at all of the district area courts in minnesota and somebody said well you like writing about movies why don't you write about movies so i wrote little blurbs two line blurbs for this newsletter and then somebody said well hey why don't you go to your local newspaper and see if they're interested and then i i did and they said that's great we'll pay you five bucks a week five bucks a week was like a million bucks for me to write about movies and so everything kind of grew from there. Then, I, then of all things, I went back to Brown Institute um, for radio and TV. So, you know, it, it all added up. And, uh, but, again, it's just the love of it is what matters most. I mean, if you don't have a love of then this is anything for that matter. You know, uh, it's probably not going to work out for you. So, yeah, yeah that, that goes a long way, that passion for it, that's for sure. Awesome. So you got your start writing in the bankruptcy court district <laughs> flyer? Yes. I got yeah, to tell you a funny the... story. I, I, I was graduated from McAllister, a degree in uh, psychology uh, with a core in English. And I had an English prophet I just adored. She was from Iowa, and she's a published author. And this was probably about eight or nine years, and I was in the car business at the time, and it had been in for a while. And I ran into her in Highland Park, and she said, Doug, how are you doing? And I said, I'm great. We're talking. And I said, "Uh, I'll have you know, like you, I am also a published author. And she goes, really? You know, you always had great writing talent. What did you write? I said, well, I write used car liner ads every week. And she looks at me and goes, oh, F you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's 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 a hell of a hobby. It's one of those, you know, and I consider this because I'm, I'm so lucky to be doing it. I can't believe it's actual work. So I consider it a hobby still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, to, 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 to kind of, I think what's most fun, and Doug, you probably know this too, because now, now that I'm on Thursdays with Doug, we talk about movies a lot. 
it's just fun to talk about movies and get each other's viewpoints about them and stuff and share that kind of stuff. And, 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 it, and it's weird, too. I mean, I said to Doug about this Dana Carvey movie. I'm glad he really loved it because there's a couple movies I really loved that I recommended to him that he was like, ah, you know. Okay. I, I, you know that's, that's has the way it goes. Viewpoints about everything, and that's cool, though. I usually have Tom dialed in, and I thought he would love the death of Stalin. No. I asked him about it. He goes, "I hate you. I made it through twenty minutes. It was terrible." <laughs> like, oh. Well, you know, I and I dug out. I had the DVD. It's a funny thing, you know. You, you collect some of this stuff, and you and you never watch it. Well, that's one of them that I do have. So I do promise. Uh, to etch out some time, and I'll give you my my uh, viewpoint on that. But yeah, I got hooked into this Dana Carvey thing, and then that just kind of consumed my last couple nights. Tom's back. I told everybody you were get, were getting your white power tattoos done. Uh, no, basically <laughs> not done, redone. Uh, oh, very funny. Now I just wanted to make sure that because uh, I had heard there was a rumor that somebody down in the men's room here on the third floor. Actually, got some pee into the urinal, but it's, <laughs> oh, still, really? it's still all over the floor. It's it's better than uh, the office that I used to work at about ten years ago, the one in Maple Grove. Yeah. Um, every day there was a man who worked there who was very large and very diabetic, and he oh, was so the sweet large. Poop. No, he was so large that he couldn't really aim properly, and he was so diabetic that it was basically uh, sugar water frosting. Yeah. <laughs> So every day, the entire floor no. of the uh, stall was like walking on flypaper. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, nothing will ever beat that. So this is my life. Is Timmy still with us? Yes. yes. So, Timmy, this is my life. I get up, I have to run down to the men's room <clears throat> just to make sure that somebody got some urine into the urinal. But they didn't. It's all over the floor. <laughs> but I'm walking along, and a listener walks up to me in the hallway. He goes, Tommy. And I said, yeah. He goes, can I see your watch? Because he had heard on the show that I broke the face of my watch by dropping it. Go, yeah, look. And he's like, ah! He thought it was hilarious. Yeah, usually, like, if someone walks up to you and asks to see your watch, it's not a good thing. Yeah, that's probably yeah, true. Look at that watch. Look at that watch, look man. At, have me look at that watch. He thought it was hilarious. The day I bought it, a $500 watch, I drop it on the tile at home and break the face. Now, and I, the problem is, I can't get it fixed until the Apple store is open. Mm hmm. <sighs> the Mall of America, is it open now? June, is it open now? June 1st. June 1st. Also, Monday. Yeah. So, so I can go get it fixed Monday. Yeah, well, I would think going so. Going to Southdale will probably be open, I would think. But I heard that, well, while there are some Apple stores open already, you still can't even go in. Oh, you can't? So you should check if, you know, mm. if they're even open right now, because I heard they opened this week. At least some of them did. By the way, guess what the one thing is that's not covered by the insurance mm -hmm. I bought for the oh, watch? Of course, cracked screen. The, the, only, cracked screen. the only thing that breaks. The only thing that breaks, exactly. exactly. That's, that's the only thing that's not covered. I really wish I had pissed away that $120. That would have been great because it's worthless. Yeah, you never know. Apple, they have sometimes go outside the boundaries and go, yeah, you only had a week here. Here's a new one. Yeah. How you about the know. boundaries, the Apple... We were telling the story this morning, as you know, you were listening, you forwarded his name to me. What was his name Ronald Wayne? Ronald Wayne. $800. Yep. He sold 10% of Apple. Mm -hmm. It was jobs. $800. Him and Tim Cook. Tim I think Cook's Tim came later. Tim was later. Oh, was he? He wasn't yep. a founder. Yeah, it was those three oh, started those three, it. I don't okay. think. Ron bailed out after what about two months? Yeah, not long. Twelve days. Oh, was that? Oh, bailed twelve days. He bailed out for eight hundred dollars. His share now is ten percent share now. It'd be worth ninety-five billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So, 
There's a so similar where is he now? What did he ever latch on to something else? Somebody yeah, he's selling he cars at Coomer Rapids Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's working right. for J Lo. He's working for J Lo, exactly. Yeah, it's it's somebody question. told me he died, but I don't know if he did or not. I have no idea if he he died or not. But. So here here's a similar story. The guy that started Victoria's Secret was from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who owns it now, but he sold it for five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And within six years it was worth twenty times that. Mm-hmm. And he got depressed and killed himself. It's like you get five you million dollars. Five million bucks. What's it different? It's ladies' underwear. You can yeah. still grab some and bring it home. Yeah, you probably is probably get the employee discount. <laughs> employee still. discounts. Well, what's, your num- what's your employee number? Underwear. It's number one. Lacey Ronald Wayne is currently being eighty six years old. Oh, he's eighty six now. So he's not doing a whole lot. What do you do with the eight hundred bucks? <laughs> That's a good question. Although, he, well, he actually he originally got eight hundred, but then a year later they gave him another seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars for good measure. Wouldn't you, if you were Tim Cook, say, you know what, Ronald, you're eighty six. Yeah. Here's five million bucks, yeah. man. Enjoy the rest for of your. Real. Wouldn't you just do? He's a multi multi billionaire. <laughs> yeah, he has more money than any human could possibly uh, spend in a lifetime. Just give Ronald some money. So what? God, I don't understand that whole deal. That deal with money, for me, I just don't understand. You love money so much, you'll destroy people. For yeah. Me. I don't get that at all. It's only Are you admitting you're too stupid to make it yourself? Well, And maybe they did that. You never know. I, I, I You know, yeah, Jobs was a little bit, he was pretty arrogant, but oh, I never oh. got that impression about Steve Wozniak. He no, seems like either. just a lunch bucket guy that was pretty smart that just went, Ooh, that shit. was the story cool. that Steve O told was one of the greatest I've stories of all time, no doubt. We got to take a break here in a couple of seconds, anyway. Well, Ronald lives in a mobile home park, so probably oh, no. a bitch. I doesn't have millions. Well, I maybe can't. he's up from the van down by the river. Uh, the, Jesus, I'm so depressed. <laughs> the van down by the river. <laughs> he lives in a, I mean, God bless trailer parks, but if you should be worth $95 billion, yeah, that's quite the <clears throat> fall from grace. He does enjoy playing penny slots at the casino, though. <laughs> You're not. You're making that up. No, I'm not. You're oh, not making no. it up. Nope. I, I got to go home. I can't be here anymore. I, oh, God, that's depressing. Tim oh. and Brennan, you talk. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll be right back. God. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Short break. Hello, who is it? <laughs> uh, it's an old Peter Sellers bit. He was he was pretending to be somebody else. He, Hello, who is it? <laughs> God, he was funny. 
Peter Sellers was about as good uh, as he got, don't you think? Uh, he was brilliant. I want to. I need to rewatch Being There sometime. It's been on my list of. God, I don't even. I could not remember more than about five minutes of that movie. I should watch it again too because I don't remember it. Well, I think he was a gardener who wound up being right. the president of the United States. Right. He's a complete right. idiot. So it's the same as we got. I, I was going to say, it might really be pretty <laughs> timely. Biden and Trump, I mean, you know, being there, what the hell's the difference? Oh, wow. The story gets even worse. <laughs> oh, no. Not Back to the no. Roland, Ronald no, Wayne story. Ronald Wayne? Yeah. So oh in God, the 90s... He was da- dating Lorena Bobbitt. Oh, <laughs> in the 90s, he sold the original contract that he had signed on eBay or something like that for 500 bucks. Oh, no. In 2011, it sold for $1.6 million. Oh, oh God. Wayne Ronald. has stated that he regrets that sale. Really? <laughs> Do you? 500 bucks to $1.5 million? Uh, I could see you regretting yeah, that. Not a, well, he has said himself that he has no business being in business. So, so there you go. Me part two, is that what you said, basically? <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, God, that's so depressing. Some people, yeah, they, these are the stories that you don't hear when people are talking about, you know, upstarts and starting your own business. And, oh, yeah, 90% of them blow up. Yep, totally. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> what if he'd be pissed off if I went on the podcast in the morning show and raised money for him just so I could feel better about him being alive? See if we get him on the show. I would love to get him on the show and say, let's raise some money, man. I want to get $5 million for Ronald Wayne just and call Tim Cook and go, you're a prick. What do you say? I, it would make great radio. I'm telling you, we should do that on the podcast. We should start this on the podcast. we got to get some. Make him a Patreon. Cassie, get to work. Yeah, I guess you get the way. Just one person for every one dollar for every person in America, we could get him three hundred and thirty million dollars. What do you think? One dollar a piece. That's all we need. One dollar. Well, just a dollar. That's all we need. I want to do that. I want to raise money for Ronald Wayne. Can we do that somehow? Sure. You have to set it up legally, don't you? Oh, we'll find a way to f it up. Yeah, well, get one person skimming all the money. That the government will keep how much of that then after you raise it? Yeah, really. What do you mean? They don't get any of it. It's not earned money. It's uh, given money. I don't think it matters. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Is there any... Do they do anything for us, the government? Is there anything we don't have to pay for out of this our own pocket? This is Monty Python's The Life of Brian. Uh, what have the Romans ever done for us? Well, Thanks. the viaduct. All right, other than the other viaduct. Other than the viaduct. It's safe to walk the streets at night. Well, they have library. Well, no, it's not. not well, America. not anymore. It's <laughs> true, it's not. Right. And our highway system sucks. So you got the other points you'd like to make? Come on, highway system's fine. Is it? That's how we all got here. You haven't been through the Lowry Hill Tunnel lately onto that 35W build. Yeah, that'll be nice if we live long enough that they complete that project. (laughs) Exactly, if we live through it. But there's nothing to do in downtown Minneapolis anyway, so who cares? You didn't live in the the area when the big dig was going on in Boston, did you? No, no, that was in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I've lived here since 71, I think. Didn't that take, who was that? I think that was your guest. Oh, it could be. Well, They're in the waiting in. room. Mm-hmm. Now, There's a waiting room? I didn't know we even had a waiting room. I suppose we do. Was oh, that yes, what those yeah. chairs are for? Yeah, That's for waiting. For waiting. <laughs> There's a fire sign, for for fire sign theater famously said you can sit here in the waiting room or wait here in the sitting room. Timmy. Yes, sir. There's a movie out called The Lodge. Do you, have you ever heard of it? Apparently it's a woman I, that sits You know her. what? That was one of those I was actually considering on reviewing. Did you see it? No, we were thinking about watching it this weekend. Well, then that might be kind of fun, then. If I, I should, um, 
I, I, I think I'll watch it. I think I'll review it next week, and then we can talk about so it. So you haven't seen it either? No, I, I've heard about it. I mean, it's, it was a small one. It was an independent one. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I've heard about it. I Generally, when there's a movie that has any sort of buzz, I try not to learn anything about it, just because I like to be as surprised yeah, as yeah. You know, I can going in. But, yeah, I, um, it's a horror film. I know that much. But, uh, no. Have you seen it, Brennan? Nope. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's an indie one that didn't get big enough so for me to see it so it was it's basically a woman who marries a guy and then she babysits the stepkids at this lodge that this guy owns is that right yep Brennan mm-hmm. and it looks like it'd be really good just from the trailer I don't know it's sometimes evil, those it's an evil them. stepmom movie horror yeah, movie I think it's an evil stepdad or something oh, or kids or, even or evil stepkids <laughs> does one of the kids have The Shining Ooh. The Shining most Sounds overrated good. movie in history. Yeah, it was a pile of God, it, I hated it had good ideas, movie. but it was just too Kubricky. Red Rum. Oh, really? Yeah. Shut up. <clears throat> Gargle with salt. Shut Gargle. your mouth, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what they should have said. There are all those things. I just I've never understood some of these. Well, we're talking about you know uh, Steve Carell and and Colbert and all those people. Right now, and I never thought I'd, I'd ever get to this point in my life, there are, I believe, four or five nighttime talk shows on now. Not uh-huh. one of them's funny. Yeah. They're not <laughs> funny at all anymore. What happened, Brendan? It's your fault. I know. This is a... This is... It's... Yeah. I I watch, if anything, The Daily Show every once in a while. Mm-hmm. God, he's really not funny. <laughs> oh, God, what a prick but that guy is. what I did like was... This one called Lights Out with David Spade, which is oh weird. yeah, I can see oh, that. Because yeah. you, I, mean, I could see David Spade would just talk with random comedians and celebrity guests for thirty minutes, no politics. Mm-hmm. They'd have a monologue and then they'd do a dumb little bit or whatever. I'd love that. See, and I would it like got that. Got canceled after a hundred episodes, or no, it's getting chopped around. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. So why do which people, means people canceled. want to hear this political bitching? Is people that what they want to hear? They believe they want to hear celebrities oh, say what they already think. Jimmy Kimmel might be the worst host I have ever seen, <laughs> and now we got another show. No, no nobody doing, can t- touch Magic Johnson. Oh, he God, was the Magic worst touch. Chevy Chase. He had a talk show. Oh, Chevy oh, Chase Chevy, had one but he for was like mental two. by then. Well, that's true. Chevy yeah. Chase is like legitimately mental. Yeah, yeah. no, Magic. Yeah. I think at the height of his fame, it, when he was recovering from AIDS oh, and he was a big God. national hero, After somebody he had, had decided himself. to make him a talk show host, and it was just terrible. I remember found out it was it was. Released the information was released on my birthday that I, Magic Johnson had AIDS. It was. Could you let me just have my birthday? I like watching, uh, you know, you against Larry Bird. What the hell? <sighs> but yeah, you look at these talk shows. Brennan, Andy, you're you're young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, are Relatively. any of these people funny? Am I just missing no, it? No, I don't. They're just not I don't funny. Like any of them? God, why do they do that? I don't. Jimmy Fallon tries, but he laughs at his own jokes, which I've <laughs> never been able to take. He's a great, he's a really gifted uh, uh, singer and guitar player. Singer and guitar player <laughs> yeah, and a mime. Or, I mean, a, a mimic. He's, he, he does great impersonations. I can't believe he actually apologized for the blackface yep, thing. I saw that. Didn't Chris Rock Chris write Rock that? Chris Rock wrote it and <laughs> asked him to wear blackface. What's he supposed to Doesn't do? Doesn't matter. Oh, God. Well, it's so phony. <laughs> yes, it, is it is so phony. It really is. In any case, so The Lodge, we shall watch The Lodge. What else, Timmy? What else? We got the long weekend. Well, my long weekend now is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if I don't get uh, 
information in time. I'm not coming in Monday either. <laughs> so that's how that works. <laughs> Well, uh, like I say, I would approach with great caution if you wanted to see this uh, movie with Tracy Ellis Ross called The High Note. Mm -hmm. like uh, again, lot, I just uh, I think that you would um, like it. The, the 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 whole capital approach, but that's that's really only be the beginning. Again, I think the movie is just way too soft for a PG thirteen yeah. movie. I have enough friends in the movie business, and very few. I mean, it's not my goal to hang out with movie folks or whatever you just get to know certain people you get along with them whatever and um and you know how rough that can be i mean i know how you know right. how rough that can be so i can only imagine that the music business is much the same way mm. and so when you get this touchy-feely you know it, it just seems too good to be true that, yeah that's i can see that one of the many problems with the movie um, one, one of the many, is, one of the cool. many reasons my wife thinks I'm a complete moron is I just realized two weeks ago that Diana Ross was her mom. Well, not many well, people do know it. That's what's cool, though, because it's like, at what point were we going to hear Tracy Ellis Ross sing? She's got to have something in her genes, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's got to. Uh, well, it's, and, it's and, you know, she's good, but you know, she, I'm sure she avoided it all these years because she knew that the comparisons would be waiting for her, you mm. know. Can I tell my Diana Ross story, the one time I met Diana Ross? You met Diana Ross? Yes. Well, of course you can tell the story. Oh, my God. It was at the old uh, Met Center. Not Met Stadium, but Met Center. Yeah. Many, many years ago. I was in the record business. I go to see Diana Ross, and we're backstage because she wants to say hello to all the record people and all that stuff. And Okay. So we're waiting backstage, and it's 10 minutes. Then it's 20 minutes. Now she's a half an hour late. All of a sudden, there's a little crack at the door. didn't open all the way, but we could tell there was somebody opening the door. And they opened the door completely. Diana Ross walked in wearing a cape. And she whips the cape off, like, you know, really dramatically, looks at all of us and goes, I love you all so much. <laughs> And leaves. <laughs> oh God! I that's would a, love to do that. That's a true story. She said, "I love you all so much," and left. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm surprised that she let you look at her. Yeah, that's true. I think it's a look at her. I think it's a Steve Martin. I think it's a Steve Martin line, and I think he said, "I'd rather be with you people than the finest people in the world." <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. Uh, we got to take a break. You know, I I'm gonna probably have to hit the road. Hit the road. You don't have any. You only got. They're out there. I know, but there's two people. There's they got well, one well, player. Brennan's and one leaving. Air. We'll be fine. Oh, Brennan's leaving. Yeah. Why are you leaving? Well, do you want me to leave? Oh, oh you're going to kick Come him on. out. I'll take off. He knows he's going to go. Oh my God. Well, wait a minute. Somebody could sit here, I suppose. Yeah. All right. It's up to you. It's fine. You want to stick care. around, Brennan? <clears throat> oh no, he he hates this. He's because got probably the entire university of. Wisconsin lacrosse on his live stream feed right now. Good, so. I'm glad to hear it. They should be listening. More rep viewers. Represent the youths, the youths of America. All right, well, let's uh, take a break, and we'll bring them in and keep going. You, Everybody goes to, to UWL. you got to listen to the show because Doug is that evil stepfather <laughs> that we've always heard about over the years. Yeah, Brennan's been begging to come into the show for well, the last eight years. Can He's I please really come in? Job. No! No, you're you haven't out cut the grass. Out. You're well, out Doug, of the mix. Doug, have have Brennan reach out to me, or you know, reach out to me. I will. On you, Facebook you, you, and, what, and, uh, his name's Brennan Keller. Can, look him up on Facebook. You guys can connect. Nope, he's out. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for bringing him in. It's always fun to talk with uh, 
you know, again, tell him that as long as he's got the passion for it, that's going to take him a long way with the movie stuff. Indeed. You know, do you realize my wife's going to kill you? You're just talking him out of a career in teaching to... Yeah, we're no, 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 film no, critic. Believe me. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. A, because I'm not making my soul living on this, believe me. So, um, But, yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. So, All right, everybody, well, have a great weekend, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye, Tim. All right, yeah. Bye-bye. We'll be back with Car Selling Secrets.